and welcome to my hearth. We've just been considering the morality tale, the fight between good and evil. And we've also been considering the idea of an odyssey. Now, over the next couple of episodes, I'm going to consider a sequence of books which combines lots of the things we've already been talking about. And that's the books about Harry Potter. I should say straight away that if you haven't read the books, there are going to be some spoilers in these podcasts. But that's because I really want to consider the stories as linking to some of the ideas that we've been talking about. I suppose the first question we have to ask is, why are the Harry Potter books so successful? With people clamouring for the publication of the next one. As you probably know, J.K. Rowling knew her audience. She wrote the first story for her son, who at the time was about 11, so just starting to go to secondary school. Therefore, the hero of the story was the same age as her son. And as her son grew up, so the hero in the stories grew up. It's a very good example of the audience for a novel actually changing as the sequence of stories continued. Therefore, it's a very precise morality tale, because the challenges that the hero faces are appropriate to the age in which the hero is at that particular time. The relationships that Harry faces when he's 11 are going to be very different as he grows through adolescence. The troubles with his foster family become less significant as he grows up, and the troubles with his friends and in relationships get more complex as he gets older. In the beginning of the sequence, he is a lot less aware of the fight between good and evil and which side he is on than he gets further on in the story. Now, I should say, as a morality tale, this is supposed to be a fight between good and evil. And normally it's very clear who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. In its simplest form, humans would be good, aliens would be bad. However, in this world of wizards, everyone is a wizard. It's just there are good wizards and bad wizards. This is one of the reasons why certain groups of people don't like Harry Potter, because they feel that it is encouraging children to look at witchcraft in a positive way. But the witchcraft is not the important thing. The important thing is the morality and the intentions of the main characters. And because of the complexity of this, it also helps us as the audience to ask the question, is this person a good person or a bad person? It's the same way that when we watch a, a story that's based around the idea of the police, are they good police or corrupt police? Are they good spies or bad spies? 
it's much more in the manner of whose army are you in? Are you in Dumbledore's army? Or are you in the army of Voldemort? Not only that, in terms of a morality tale, one of the main themes, especially of the early books, is which characters are telling the truth. From Harry's point of view, he has seen Voldemort in existence and doing terrible things. But people do not believe him, so the biggest thing they can say about him is, is that he is a liar. Now that is of itself a quality of biblical proportions. Thou shalt not bear false witness. And if Harry is saying one thing and everyone else is saying another, then he's the person who is seen as bearing false witness, whereas in fact it's everyone else not recognising what the truth is. That whole quality is also related to the idea of the school story, good conduct. A good member of the team does not tell lies. A good pupil does not tell lies. I cannot tell a lie, I chopped down the cherry tree. So Harry is having to stand up against the forces of adulthood which are ranged against him, saying he is a liar. The fact that he is believed by some people does give him heart. And eventually the forces of evil do reveal themselves in the light of day and then everyone starts to believe Harry. But of course by that time, that's not the main issue. It's dealing with the forces of evil. So in terms of its popularity, it knows its audience and can flex its audience as the audience gets more mature and can deal with a more complicated text. It knows its morality and can therefore deal with the issues that people face as they come up against the moral questions of life. Because of its supernatural element, it also contains those Greek qualities of being about body, soul and spirit. Because the world of the wizards exists within the human world, it's also got that quality of science fantasy. Now its other quality, of course, is that it's a school story. School stories have been popular since apparently the end of the 18th century. But the ones that sort of come into our minds when we think about them straight away are those 19th century examples. Tom Brown's school days. Dickens has several examples in his novels of his heroes going to school. And for the most part, it's not a great experience. It's the boarding school story which has the most potency and that's because it's become its own environment in itself. By definition, it is an enclosed world and therefore the hero has to sink or swim unless he runs away, and some of them do, he has to survive in the fishbowl that is the boarding school. 
there are going to be stock characters. The difficult teacher, the good teacher, the inspirational teacher, the school bully. The school environment amplifies the relationships between the hero and the other characters. Is he bright? Is he different? Does he start off as unpopular and then an event happens which endears him to the rest of the school? Do he and his chums play tricks on the staff like Billy Bunter? Do they have midnight feasts like Enid Blyton's heroines? Do they solve mysteries and save the day? Do they become not just a class hero or a school hero, but even a national hero? As readers, we are so fascinated by education because whichever route we take, we all go through it in some way. Therefore, we relate our experience to the experiences of the heroes in the book. We can form an empathy with the hero that we are reading about. Now in Harry Potter there's an added element. All of the essential qualities are there, but they are of course expanded or twisted by the fact that it is wizards that are running the school. The school itself has its own character. Hogwarts is a character in the book. Everything in the school is exactly what you would like it to be if you are an imaginative child. Parts of the school change as you move through them. It is a living entity. Rooms only appear when you need them. Your perfect food is served to you in the dining room. And the food is perfect for each and every pupil, whatever they like. Moreover, the structure of the building and the grounds are like things in a fairy tale. Remember, we are in science fantasy land, and so the school itself looks like a magical castle. The exterior was inspired by an existing real medieval castle. The grounds have their own forest, which is a place where you're not supposed to go. Remember, anything can happen in a wood. And of course, in the stories, various things do happen in the wood. This is a place where children are forbidden, and yet the hero and his other childhood friends do go into it with varying results. It has dungeons and attics and bell towers and pictures which talk and ghosts. The pupils in the school live in a fantasy world. Therefore it can have its own rules and things can appear in later stories which were not there in the beginning. Like any good castle, there are secret passages. There are rooms which reveal themselves. There are places which are secure and places which are not safe.
Now, remembering that the school, Hogwarts, is itself a major character in the book, it's very important that in the final conflict, in the fight between good and evil, the school itself is attacked. The very place which has nurtured and developed the hero is being attacked because of him, and in the final story, we see it not only as the final battleground, but its fabric being attacked and in places destroyed. Its destruction is a metaphor for the final battle between good and evil. That's a very adult concept, the environment of the story being attacked as the heroes are attacked. But remember, it doesn't happen until the last book where the heroes are adult. It's important in the psychological quality of the story that we know that despite the school being attacked and destroyed, it will rebuild itself. And without giving too much away, we do get that quality at the end of the story. With there being so much text in these novels, which are quite a long sequence, we could go on forever, just about Harry Potter. But I only want to really, at this time, look at things that we've already talked about. So in the next episode, I'll ask the question, is Harry Potter an odyssey? And does it have religious iconography?